Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of IGN Movies Podcast, Keeping It Real. Uh, I'm joined today by two very special guests. Our usual podcasters, Chris Carl and Eric Morrow, both out of the office today. They're rolling with Charlie Sheen. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're in Vegas. It's an ugly scene. This is Jim Vavita Stacks. Joining me today is Phil Perello. Hello. And making his IGN Movies podcast debut, our new comics editor, Joey Esposito. Howdy. How's you can call doing? him Joey E's. That's right. Call yeah, him. you can call him whatever you want. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Joey's all the way out here from New York. He's our new comics guy, replacing Rich George, who went over to Nintendo. Uh, the channel, not the actual company. <laughs> so no, he uh, went into the machine. Exactly. He's been. He's been like. He's been uh, tronized into yeah, the Nintendo exactly. world. What, what do they call? What's the word like? Uh, it, he's not digitized in the movies. They had an actual expression um, for it, right? Derezzed. Well, derezzed is when you break down, right? Oh, that's right. Ah, wow. It's when you he die in the grid. Rezzed. <laughs> ask Risk. Rich as he's fighting in Super Mario currently. <laughs> well, we got a, just a boatload of news this week. Um, a bat cave full, if you will. A bat cave full. Nice. It's, it's, it's a ton of stuff. So we're going to fly through uh, last weekend's box office. Um, the big uh, thing, obviously, is Green Hornet opening at number one. Which was kind of expected, but it opened at forty million, which is a hell of a lot more than we predicted. Predicted on the podcast, uh, I thought it'd only be in the low twenties. Still, even at forty million, there are some that are spinning it as a little disappointing because it was three D ticket prices and PG thirteen rating. But I think considering the buzz on the movie and sort of it had nowhere to go but up, I think forty million is okay. Yeah, what do you guys think? Thirty five, forty million for a January opening for a movie that didn't really light a whole lot of fires. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. Uh, usually, you know, this time of year is definitely just awful. Yeah, and yeah. So I was, I was, it was pretty impressive. I, yeah. I, I'm thinking like uh, winter is now the new summer because we had, you know, I think the trend really started. Uh, and Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Ghost Rider came out in February or January of 2006 or seven. Yeah, and it made a boatload of money, and it was like seventy five million dollars. Yeah, and it was like it was it was a dumping ground, you know, and it ended up making like <clears throat> I think like close to two hundred million worldwide. Right, and now we it's beget uh, Ghost Rider two, which is filming now, but um, Thank God. you know, and then we have Battle Los Angeles coming up, which is a big summer movie essentially coming out in winter. Yeah, I think off the success of like. The money success only of a Ghost Rider or right. like a Taken, which was another like January yeah. release. I, I think like, you know, Hollywood is a bit more loose with their with how they slot this January to March, January to April corridor because traditionally this corridor sucks. Yeah, the quality and it's it's like during this time like we just want junk food. Movie goers seem to just want junk food and yeah. a Green Hornet, a Battle of Los Angeles, you know, even a Taken, as you know, you know fun as that movie you know was on some levels like it's not i think it definitely was better suited coming out in this time of year and i I think um you know i I even wonder if something like a team had been put out earlier in the year rather than the middle of summer it could have done that's weird where like a movie like a team like feels like a summer movie but yeah you know like "Eh, would it have performed better like during this stretch I, i think that's a good assessment to make that green hornet wouldn't have done as well if it was if this was may yeah. You know, up against all the all the big guys. So Oh yeah. All right. Well let's dive into the into the news. Uh we'll talk more about how we think Greenhorn is gonna fare uh this coming weekend at the end of the podcast when we do our predictions. But there's a ton of news this week. Um 
I just want to rattle out real quick the the Golden Globes. Uh, you know, social network basically dominated. Uh, there were no real surprises in terms of wins there in in any of the major categories. I mean, you got Colin Firth, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, Melissa Leo a little bit, but she's she was great in the movie and she's and won the some fighter. Other, yeah. accolades. Yep, the fighter. Uh, Annette Bening uh, won for the comedy actress, and Kids Are All Right uh, won for comedy, and Paul Giamatti. That maybe was the only surprise to me. But I guess Johnny Depp canceled himself out, you know, and being <laughs> well, the in two crappy canceled out movies. A lot. Yes, um, but I mean, I guess is you guys think this is? I mean, the Oscar noms are going to come out this coming Tuesday. Do we think that uh, this is pretty much how it's going to play out at the Oscars too? Social Network, pretty I mean, much. Even if, I think even if the Golden Globe. I mean, I didn't watch the show. I don't really care about that. That awards equivalent to the Homecoming. King and Queen. Um, <laughs> it's but, fun uh, to watch just to see all the drunk celebrities. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais. Ricky, Des- Ricky Gervais was despite funny. Despite all that, you know, just, uh, sorry, forgive me for interrupting, sure, but sure. all this pissing and moaning about Ricky Gervais and all the people who are upset with him, for crying out loud, he, he didn't do anything. He just busted balls a little bit. It's not that big a deal. Right, I mean, right. It goes to show how thin-skinned a lot of these people are. And Don Rickles did things that were far worse far to people. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Ricky Gervais didn't do anything compared to you know what he could have said. I mean, De Niro said. can get up there and make his debar- deportation comment, which was <laughs> a bit more crass than I think what. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Uh, I, I'm more concerned that Gervais is in better shape than I am. I remember him being like yeah. the fat. What happened with that? Yeah. Slobby. I, he he's I don't know. He it's... he wants he wants that Green Hornet role, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, you know. Okay, so we, we don't think uh, there's probably any real surprises coming up at Oscar time. No, I think. I mean, yeah, I think it's it's social networks to lose at this point. And you can you know, like Hollywood Reporter has an article up right now about how rivals Harvey Weinstein and Scott Rudin, uh, two producers who traditionally have like big Academy Fair going in every year. Uh, are in competition and how, you know, uh, Weinstein can usurp Rudin's social network win. And it's like, well, what's, Wein- what's Weinstein pushing? He's got, a, he's got a keen speech. No, oh, no, well, Keen's, yeah. no, I mean, you could, we could find ourselves in a situation like 1998's where Shakespeare in Love takes away the crown from Private, from, Ryan. From Private Ryan. And at the same time, no, because social network is a verb. You know, yeah. Facebook is a verb now. It's yeah. a movie. I mean, it, it's an event. And I think I think the only that was a great uh, anal- uh, uh, example you you made of of Shakespeare and Love kind of taking that well, crown away you. because the the biggest thing that that movie had going for it was actors loved that movie. It was it, it was the actors block that put right. that one over the, over top. the top. Yeah. Um, and I do wonder could something like that happen with say the kids are all right or King's Speech. Um, even I Inception. Think, I mean, I think King, I think kids are all right. I mean, it's gonna be a. It's just an honor to be invited to the dance. You know, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be handed out by the punch bowl. I think <laughs> for most of the show. Uh, but if, if social network, Annette Benning could could maybe upset could. Natalie Portman just because I have to wonder now if Portman hasn't been a little too overexposed and well, like her with laugh no strings at the, attached. At the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, you, you do wonder like could she. Could she actually lose? I, I think she might. She could. We'll I mean, Annette Benning. Annette Benning's got a lot of you know goodwill. She's been around for a while. She's had some nominations in the past and never won. I think it's possible. You know, 
Joey, what do you think? I honestly, I didn't watch the show. I don't. You have no horse in this race. Interest on uh, the awards. He's got no dog in this Joey fight. Joey couldn't give less of a shit about the <laughs> right now. Well, let's dive into the things that I think are, are we all care about. Your strong suits here. Uh, this is the ton we of com- exactly, but not the stories we deserve. Right. <laughs> uh, there's a ton of comic book movie news this week. Let's start off with the biggest one: uh, Dark Knight Rises official announcement. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. And Tom Hardy, I think it was a surprise, even though there have been rumors that I don't think anybody really believed, but it turns out it was true, that he's playing Bane. Uh, a Christopher Nolan take on Bane. What do you guys think? Joey Esposito first. I think it's awesome. McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm really, really excited that they went that route. I don't know what he's going to do with him, but I can. I think it's safe to say it's not going to be the big jacked up, you know, yeah. muscular Bane that we've seen in the comics and mm. in the Joel Schumacher classic Batman <laughs> and Robin. Um, but I, I'm really interested to see what what he does with the character. I mean, there's a lot more to the character than just... Bomb. Know, yeah. Bomb. <laughs> exactly. That one, yeah. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see, to see what he does. Yeah. Um, what, what, uh, what do you think, Phil? Well, firstly, I just <coughs> want to say that, you know, in a very sp- spoilery internet you know, world that we live in, the fact that Nolan's camp can keep Catwoman and Bane under wraps for this long, or well, exactly what the we kind of knew about we, Catwoman well, we about a about year Cat- ago. Yeah, we did, we did. To be fair, we did, uh, but that wasn't through like you know being leaked on Ain't It Cool exactly. or something like that. Exactly. You know, like like I I think that's a testament to to Nolan's want to surprise people in the theaters as much as he can. Yeah, and yeah, I. I I really like the idea of Bane being in here. I I think you know our readers need to calm a bit down, in that like there is nothing in Nolan's last two Batman movies that make me believe that he is going to put him in the Joel Schumacher. But see, I think this completely speaks to the fickleness of fanboys and why it's really dangerous to ever try to try to appease them or pander to them or anything. Uh, Christopher Nolan is currently enjoying an unprecedented level of. Um, appeal amongst them but that's gonna pass it passed for point. brian singer yeah. it passed for it passed for sam raimi and the minute they see Anne hathaway in the catwoman suit or which interestingly enough in the the press release only said selena, selena kyle. kyle they didn't say catwoman Catwoman's doesn't mean she's identity. probably not going to be in the suit right. but maybe and, they never refer to her as catwoman and you know eric goldman uh, for from IGN TV, he pointed out in the office earlier this week that you know that's very similar wording to how they did the Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent. They never said Harvey, never said Aaron Eckhart as Two Face. Yeah, you know. So I I can only assume that you know uh, Dark Knight Rises will follow a similar arc for the yeah. character in that you know start off Selena Kyle and somehow get codenamed Catwoman. It makes, it, or makes you, it makes you wonder like how exactly would they do that. Um, uh, I mean, is she, you think she'll be the hooker of the comics? Will she be somebody know. with I, like a vendetta against the mob? I mean, if Anne ha- if she is the hooker for the comics, then Anne Hathaway better get naked. Well, like, hey, she better, loving other she drugs, better, man. Yeah, I know. She and what was that other movie she did? Havoc, Havoc or something? Like nobody's ever seen that, but I bet you that's like number one. I've on seen Netflix nine right minutes now. of that movie, and they're all that was sex all you needed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it um, took was nine minutes. I mean, but uh, but back uh, backing up to the Bane thing, like you know, it, I understand like the fervor. I mean, this is a very passionate property. Like I can't think of a threequel, or you know, a sequel, or a movie that has had so much investment in it. I mean, people maybe were, Sith. Maybe Sith. Maybe Sith. I mean, 
in recent memory, Sith, but yeah. as soon as Dark Knight ended, I think everyone was like, where the hell are they going to yeah. go for three? I can't wait to be there. Yeah. And, you know, we were like, we're chomping on our fingernails going, oh, is Nolan coming back? Is Nolan coming back? Like, for a movie to get that t- kind of tension and to keep that s- sort of suspense going in, in yeah. news cycles. I, yeah, it's been two years and we're still, it's yeah, be the, mindful the anticipation of level is still it's as so high. high. Yeah. Um, now, uh, just on the on the, the, the point of Bane again, I mean, one, uh, Hardy's ethnicity is different than the characters. The character is, is Latino mm-hmm. and, and Hardy is a Brit. Um, do we think, and in, in there's been location... Uh, Buzz this week of uh, Nolan was scouting locations in Romania. Chino. Uh, <laughs> Chino. Uh, he went to the salt mine in Romania, which Phil, uh, Phil and I were looking at photos of it online, and it would make a fantastic back cave. cave. Yeah. It really would. I mean, they, they wouldn't have to change it much. Uh, and then they're looking at the parliament building, but it makes you wonder like, let's say. If, Let's say that uh, these locations aren't doubling for something necessarily in Gotham, but, you know, in Central or Southeastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, could they be making Bane, uh, you know, a European character instead of Latino and, and, and making it that he grew or, up in some, like, hard-assed Or Bane's just prison. an American. Yeah. Mean, they're just casting a British actor. I mean, just... And, and he's going to play American. I mean... See, I, I think the only reason why he would ha- probably be a foreigner is the whole... Even though there have been people that were born in prisons in, in this country, they wouldn't have been kept in there their whole childhood. Whereas I do know from just, uh, oddly enough, just reading about this stuff, uh, it's happened in, in some other countries. I mean, it's really sad, like basically, the, not to get off on a tangent, but these mothers are in prison for life and they have a kid. And the system basically thinks it's better for the kid to be raised in prison with its mother than... Damn thrown out in the street or thrown into the system elsewhere. But anyways, um, but you know, see, there, like there's, that, a, there's a real world way of doing it. That's what I was going to say is that, that what you just explained sounds like it would fit inside Batman's of no world. one's, no yeah. one's universe, And if you, you know? think about it, it's kind of a flip of Batman Begins of uh, taking the idea of this young person had a horrific childhood experience and they've been they've grown up essentially to have this one track mind, except for Bane, it's I guess taking over the underworld. Um, I'm curious how they even bring him into Gotham City. Is he like a gun for hire? Is he there to just take yeah, over? I, I mean, who knows? I don't. I mean, I don't even want to like in that approach mask, that genius. What are they yeah. going to do with the outfit? That whole Nacho Libre S and M game, right? The, you I, know? I think it's safe to assume that whatever Bane's role is, like I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be breaking Batman's. Back in the way he does in in the comic, but well, I, I he do will think be busting balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think it's it's fair to assume that if you know if if you're following you know how Nolan's been structuring Batman's arc, that I think it's I think it's safe to assume that Bane will play a role in the manhunt for Batman, whether yeah. he's been hired by X Y Z to go actually hunt him down, or Bane gets involved in another way. I mean, that remains to be seen. Yeah, and I I also think that you know it's it's an awful you know. It's a waste of above-the-name talent to not have Gary Oldman's character intersect with Bane if Bane's a, if Bane's the villain. Yeah, it also feels it, like Selina Kyle will also be in there, and and that whatever those characters are up to, you know, Selina Kyle and and Bane, that's what will draw Batman out of hiding, assuming see, he's in hiding. Yeah, you know, okay. Here here's another thing that it just goes to show that even from the most 
reliable sources that any information in Batman 3 can end up being unreliable. Sure. Um, thank God they put out an official press release because the, the whole Bane rumor thing, we kind of Heard reported about, on it yeah. last week, but we buried it in a story because we all thought it was bull. bull. Um, but, you know, there's still the reports of there being a second female lead, that one that Naomi Watts' name is, keeps coming up for. You know, one rumor was that it was uh, Talia, um, not Talia, uh, Vicky uh, Vale. Vicky Vale, v- v- Vicky vale <laughs> yeah. Or, nice. uh, you know, Sarah Essen, who I think she'd be great for. And quite frankly, to see Gordon kind of have someone to play off with, play off of, I should say, uh, if Batman's out of the scene. You know, it's somebody, some cop who's like, why are you basically shielding this guy? It feels like there needs to be some yeah, character I, like that there. I mean, I, we, I've been talking but about this since. who knows if that's even true. Yeah. This, you know? And, you know, we also had that, that story last week or two weeks ago about the rumor that Ava Green might be Talia al Ghul. And just for yeah. the readers out there, I, I saw that this was like a popular question in the comments. You know, just because uh, Anne Hathaway is cast as Selena Kyle, that doesn't rule out that Talia al Ghul can still factor and it doesn't in, rule you know? out my hope that Hugo, Hugo Strange, Strange somehow ends true. up in there. I don't know. I, I, it's, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm so very, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy how the press machine is rolling out information on Dark Knight <clears throat> which, uh, Rises. Not so much uh, with X-Men First Class, Yeah. however. Well, uh, uh, one last comment I'm going to make about Dark Knight before we talk about X-Men First Class is as much clout and power as Nolan has... I, it, it's not lost on me that he picked two villains that might actually sell action figures and would bring in <laughs> young females too. Catwoman uh, and Bane will bring in, you know, the little boys yeah. who will want to buy the action figure. I mean, Hugo Strange, as much as I like him, ain't no kid's going to buy I a think, Hugo Strange no. action figure. You I, mean, know? I, I mean, I don't know. That's what's... up there with like the Palpatine action figures from the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Nobody wanted those, did they? I mean, I don't know, like, you know, I, I don't want to infer too much on, you know, where the business is on Nolan, but I would I would argue that he's more filmmaker than businessman uh, with that said. Well, he's getting you know, a cut of those action oh, figures. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, you know, I, his mandate isn't a Schumacher one, whereas I want that action figure exactly. money. I want to make the best Batman movie possible. And, if, you know, following on that thread, bringing Catwoman in makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. In that if Batman's gone, you know, if he's looking his wounds totally makes sense for you know the next evolution of the dark knight being you know guys going out in hockey pads what if someone else with you know a, a bit more money for a better crime fighting wardrobe steps in yeah or it's or, somebody with more skills yeah or, or takes has a different interpretation of batman's vigilanteism yeah i mean it does seem like a natural extent yeah. all right well uh you brought up x-men first class <sighs> the first photos were revealed this week uh I, I, it it was met with a definitely a, a mixed to negative response yeah. from fans. Uh, i'm i don't i don't hate what i've seen so far um I just because I'm not surprised that it looks kind of cheap because I know Fox and I know that they never spend much money yeah. on the first installments in these franchise starters or in this case a reboot, um, and it is a period thing. So you got to think, okay, well, what would they have had in the 1960s? I just feel like the makeup on some of the characters didn't look that great. Yeah, I I, I agree, jo- Joey. Were you happy? I mean, you're the comics dude. I just I want to bring back. Do you remember when uh, X Men came out and everyone was mm-hmm. upset that those pictures leaked on Ain't It Cool? You know they yeah. didn't they yep. didn't look like the comic books. Yeah, 
I just, all the same comments. To, this again. plays to what you were saying earlier about fickle fanboys. You know, yeah, for years they were that. screaming, why can't it look more like the comic book? Why can't they have, yeah, well, now they got what they wanted, and they're all like, it looks stupid. It, it looks lame. Exactly. Uh, well, you know? I mean, I think it, it looks lame for multiple reasons, you know, budget-wise, costume design, bad photoshopping, if you want to believe Matthew Vaughn's, you know, mea culpa yesterday, a very angry mea culpa uh, for having that photo supposedly leaked. That's not my thing. And so he releases um, <laughs> the only action-y picture from a movie about mutants. Yeah, it was the Magneto Trying one? to save the world, yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, we can talk about, you know, how they look, you know, cheesy. Do they look like they're the rebooting a TV cool. movie? The helmet's cool. Uh, I mean, th- that leaked photo of the mass crew, you know, uh, we can talk about that. But I, I think, you know, what's more interesting here is that um, uh, Fox is losing their shit. Fox needs to tighten up a bit because this movie has 11 months. It's it When it was greenlit to, to release, it's like, you know, 10, 11 months of a schedule. And if they can't get their stuff together to the point where the director is coming out saying, no, 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 no. Well, here's, here's, you know, here's part of the moment. That's a that red photo, flag. That photo, it know? was... It was late, but it was it, it was scheduled to come out on to see we, sure. we a number of sites, including IGN, were scheduled to run this photo, and we had all had uh, a chance to have exclusive interviews with different people in the movie. Uh, we got January Jones. I talked to her on on Martin Luther King Day, um, and it was but not you know, about so, the movie, just about the holiday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> In the 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 photo, so the photo I saw it over the weekend, mm-hmm. and um, you know it it wasn't so much a leak like somebody stole it out of Fox as somebody probably ran it before they were supposed to. The embargo had gotten pushed, so that photo was an official photo that was that the studio was planning on releasing. Um, I don't know if they if they start getting feedback from the sites that they had sent it to and like you mm. know were under embargo and just saying this doesn't look good doesn't look and good. they panicked I don't know uh, or somebody passed it along to a friend who wasn't under embargo didn't give a damn and put it up online right. before you knew it it was out there but uh, you know it, it's one thing I I, I do want to say is I I haven't given up hope on the movie I I thought. I think I, I think it looks kind of cheap. Like my girlfriend's first reaction when I showed her the photo was, "Oh, is this for TV?" And she was completely serious. And I'm like, I could see why you would think yeah. that. But Matthew Vaughn, I think, has earned our trust a little bit. I loved Layer Cake. I've liked every I movie liked, he's made. You know, Kick Ass and directed, Stardust, yeah. and you know, we have no idea what the personality of this film is going to be. The tone, the pacing. The acting. I, I mean, the the costumes are important, but it's to me, it's not the end all be all. I guess, like you know, backing up. To, I mean, with that said, I, I, you articulated that very well, and and at the same time, I feel like you know. This I, is the part where he calls me an idiot. No, 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 not at all. No, I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call Fox an idiot because I, I don't I don't understand. Yeah, you know, I I don't know in recent memory where such a. I mean, this week was like the X Men were trying to own this week. Yeah, with their publicity. I mean, this was like the first Blitzkrieg. Mm-hmm. We got to see what they showed us, and what did they show us? The first picture in that LA Times article was all was the guy from Wanted looking like he's starring in a J. Cruet. Was that the one with him doing the the mind? No, no. The entire crew was just standing there with these nice, you know, Banana Republic jackets, <laughs> you know, staring all serious. It's like awesome. I want that jacket. I don't know if I want to pay fifteen bucks to see the movie there. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think the, that's a problem when. 
I when your movie is called X Men First Class and you're about you know the X Men and no action any shots like that's and and with Fox you know in that article in the L A Times article uh, Vaughn says that you know they acknowledge that they have a lot to prove. Well, to fans and G- uh, I don't know. Uh, before I uh, I cede the floor to to uh, Joey, what I what I will say is that oftentimes these first look photos aren't action shots. I mean, the first X Men photos were were costume shots. The first Spider Man from way back when was just him perched on the roof. The new one is just you know Garfield walking down an alley. The uh, even the Iron Man stuff were they're just poses that's, to okay. show off the suits. That's a that's a good point and. Uh, you know, I'll succeed to that. And remember the first uh, uh, Batman Begins photos was that moody shot of him, like, yeah, crouched, that didn't... sitting on the thing, which probably wasn't the best way to show but it. Those, but that Spider-Man photo, you know, I mean, that got people rallying. Yeah. For that. I mean, that first – and, like, the Garfield photo is not a fail by any yeah. means. Is it a is it a home run? I don't know. It's a double. It, yeah. But, you know, these <laughs> the X-Men photos – yeah, I'm not saying that the first shot needs to be, you know, Wolverine slashing something or Professor Xavier crushing a building or something, but you know, something a bit more engaging, something a bit more. I think they should have cool. piecemealed it out too by revealing all, pretty much all your characters at once. It doesn't give fans anything to like. Well, I didn't like that one, but I can't wait to see the next yeah. one. I think they they kind of, lack of a better expression, kind of blew their wad by mm. showing everybody up front. But, Joey, let's get your thoughts on this. You're our comics guy. You know the X-Men. What, what He's do you currently think wearing of, the costumes. Exactly. Yeah, I am what, do you, what, what do you think one of the, the sort of the period look uh, and, and thing that they're going for there? And, and two, I mean, do you think it was a, a fail to not have, uh, you know, uh, Started off with more of a bang in terms of the kinds of images they were going to release. Well, first, I, th- I remember when they announced it was going to be a period movie, and I was really excited. I think that is a great idea. Um, but you mentioned that we don't know what kind of tone it's going to be or anything like that. And the the X Men First Class comic is very, it's a throwback to you know the classic '60s X Men comics. Like it's cheesy, it's fun, it's goofy. Yeah. And I think if that's the kind of tone they're going to keep with this movie, which, granted, a lot of people probably don't want to see <laughs> um but i mean if that's the kind of tone they're going to have with these costumes i think it's going to work fine um you know i've never been one to really pick apart a, a first costume photo or anything like that because it's ultimately not the representation of the film that yeah. we're going to see um, which i know it's exciting and you know it gets people talking obviously um but it's not something that you should judge everything off of and especially like you said Matthew Vaughn, you know, we come come to trust him with, especially with the comic book properties. So I don't think there's too much to really, you know, rally against at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I can um, under I can see why you know fanboys are a little concerned because you know a similar development cycle happened with X three. We all know how that you know turned out, and with this movie, uh, you know, setting out with a lot to prove and try to like you know capture. You know, you know, get back some of that trust that you know the fanboys lost with X three. But like, I mean, X three was Brett Ratner, Matthew Vaughn dropped out of that uh, with very good reason. I think, um, but got into a similar but, situation. But the thing is, though, like, it's a situation with a story uh, by Jane Goldman and Brian Singer, who Brian Singer is very hands on with the with the property, yeah, and who was going to direct, direct it, it until uh, a contractual thing, yeah. 
Jack and the Giant. Oh, oh, sorry, Jack. <laughs> Jack and the, and the Giant Killer. killer. Um, you know, so I, I have a, a feeling, you know, and, and I know fanboys have turned on Singer because they didn't like Superman Returns. Because, you know, that was a real Schumacher effort. Tongue in cheek there. Superman Returns uh, may not have been thank you. a big critical success or a big commercial success, but it is no... He tried to do something. He, I mean, he failed, maybe. He made it cool to see Superman fly again. Yeah. And... I mean, it, it made it just, me want to fly, you know, and that's what I felt when I saw Donner's movies. So. Yeah, and you know that's why you spent six months in a body cast because you leapt off that building. Eight months. Eight months. That was awful. I wasn't here yet, so. Exactly. <laughs> it's we. It's on YouTube. But uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on to some other comic book movie news real quick. Um, Captain America. Some new photos. Uh, action shot of Cap running, and a real good look at his suit. And the director, surprise, really liked the movie when he saw uh, the the first screening of it, the first cut of it. And it's gonna. Uh, the, the director of Jurassic Park three really hey, liked his. Movie. I liked Jurassic Park three better than Jurassic Park two. Well, yeah, that's just that's just saying that you know one one piece of shit smelled better than the other. Sometimes they do. <laughs> that Sometimes is true. Don't forget the Rocketeer. Rocketeers. Didn't he do uh, October Sky? Uh, October Sky is he probably his that. best movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and the Cap trailer is going to debut at the Super Bowl. So for those That's of you who don't watch football, there's an excuse to actually watch the Super Bowl. Uh, I wish my first exposure to that was on the big screen. No, well, I'm sure it'll leak online. Yeah. Before, or it'll leak the day. Well, I want to see it in the theater. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Joey, what would you, you think of the, the costume shots of, of Cap? I think it looks awesome. Better? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I wasn't I was in the field of uh, against Chris Evans when they announced him, but I think he looks great in the costume. The costume design is really cool. Yeah. It's very in touch with um, how they've done Iron Man and uh, how they're doing Thor. Like it's it's yeah. sort of it looks like the same yeah. same world. Now the thing is, though, if you go and you read comments at, at sites that aren't necessarily fanboy sites, sites like say Deadline. People are railing against how cheesy, that's their word, cheesy it looks, and how awful, and that the movie's going to be terrible, bomb, and all that stuff. Um, So there does seem to be a disconnect uh, between what the fanboys are finding appealing and what a general audience uh, might find. I mean, what do you guys think? I think that suit looks functional. You know, but it, uh, how is it? How is it any less goofy, honestly, than like the X Men? For like, why does that suit get a pass, but if the X Men stuff doesn't? When they're both, they're both kind of period looking, kind of gaudy, even though they've dragged down Cap enough. Um, yeah. Is it that we're used to the Cap design from the Ultimates? Like, if if we saw that suit design without any sort of comic book reference point for it, would people? Wouldn't people have been kind of like, oh? They changed it too much. Well, this suit is actually kind of in line with the Ultimates one, right? Right, right. What, what yeah. I'm saying is, like, if there hadn't been, if, if uh, that that if that trail hadn't been blazed by the comics, gotcha. and this was the idea of the movie real world version of it, do you th- well, don't you think fans would have been like, you know, I don't know, it looks good that that strap and his chin looks goofy. This looks good, you know. I think the sad fact of the matter is, there's never ever going to be something that's like spot on perfect that everyone's yeah. going to agree on, which I think we've. Sort of come to accept. Unless your Raimi Spider-Man suit, I, I I don't care for that. 
See, you know, that's proving my point. I don't like <laughs> I don't like the Spider-Man costume from Raimi's movies. You can give me the squinty eyes if you like. But. Yeah, they can still hear you die on radio. Murder translates really well on podcasts. <laughs> well, on that note, let's let's dive but, into. Uh, uh, can I just one, sure. one thing? Um, I I'm I think a lot of us in the office are are pretty surprised at our excitement level for Captain America. Uh, in terms of like, I think we we expected to be more excited for like Green Lantern. And uh, and first class, but I, we all seem to be pretty gun ho. It's like a political campaign, you know. The guy who's the front runner <laughs> six months out. Suddenly, when you get closer to the election, you're not so hot to try it from. And that that you know guy that was like poly in the teens suddenly is now at forty percent. You're like, oh damn, we got a race. Uh, that's what it feels like with these movies, huh? I mean, that's also I think we haven't seen footage from Cap yet. Not yet. We, we have seen footage actually. From Lantern, which... I saw a scene from Comic Con. Were, were you in that panel? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, we the did Red see Skull. The, the Red Skull. Oh, here's the other thing. The uh, Red Skull Halloween costumes that came out. <laughs> okay. If that really is, if that Red Skull mask is anything like the one in the movie, I'm sorry, but he looks like he looks like either James Carville or Rudy Giuliani with red right. face paint. Uh, he's got that same sort of face. I mean, he's got ears. He's kind of missing his nose, but it's just more, he's more like... Muscle face than necessarily a red skull, and and to me it's a little too reminiscent of the nineteen ninety movie. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know, it's like, can I just get a friggin' skull face? I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, I I, I think seeing it in in live action, seeing it in a trailer, will be like the barometer. Yeah. For it, and you know, it is valid to say that Joe Johnson really doesn't. I mean, he's not a filmmaker that has a really unique fingerprint. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the quality of this movie could suck. I mean, but right now it looks looks like it's looks a good like shape. it might be kind of hokey fun. I mean, so far, you know, a period I, I, action I'm not, movie. I'm not I'm down. I, I, well, you know, I was all hot right. to try for a leave extraordinary gentleman until we saw. And I was I hot still, to try too. And I and I still think like the first forty minutes of that movie is okay, and then it just like it it falls apart. But um, it's putting it nicely, you know. <laughs> well, see, to me, I kind of find the movie a guilty pleasure. It's one of those things that if it's on FX at like one in the morning, I'll watch it. You know, I find it a guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I look at the Hydra guys in the cat movie and. and I mean, they look kind of cheesy to me. Yeah, they they look like uh, they look like the GI like, Joe yeah, Cobra G- guys. Like, yeah, you know? which you know GI Joe left such a good taste. Well, but, speaking of that, Joey, uh, you're about to stomp on my segue, but go ahead. Sorry, I, I just killed the I killed the transition there. <laughs> There's one thing you have to know about it these was, podcasts. I love my segues, and we always do that when I when I make nice. a good segue. I like that. That's good. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just gonna, you know, like I had said about the uh, the X Men. First class stuff, and I think people are expecting like this badass version of the X Men, this badass version of Cap, where we might get like this sort of cheesy throwback kind of thing. Yeah. Which I personally would love and enjoy. Um, yeah. But I think that's where a lot of this is stemming from is that maybe people are sort of coming to realize that maybe it's not what they expected. Right. Well, I, I get it because we only have about 10 minutes or so left in the podcast. So I, I want to just, I'm just going to rattle off some, some news items. Sure, we sure. don't necessarily have to talk about them unless you have strong feelings on it. But uh, Black Panther movie, moving forward, they've hired a writer, a guy that nobody knows, but he's got a background in documentary filmmaking. So who knows? Maybe he's been to Africa a bunch of times and really kind of, you know, knows you know what's going on over there. But, you know, also I'm sure they got them cheap and they can what's push them around. Mark Bailey. 
Mark Bailey. Good Which luck. Sounds Mark like Bailey. somebody that you went cool to high though. school with, you know. But who knows? Maybe I want to check out some comics. Yeah. Like well, maybe, maybe, maybe he knows. Maybe, he, knows? maybe he knows it. Uh, so we got Black Panther uh, moving forward. Uh, Johnny Depp might be replacing Robert Downey as the Wizard of Oz and Oz the Great and Powerful, a prequel, proving, I believe, even for the Johnny Depp can no longer play real people. Yeah. Even though the the wizard is technically the real guy in this fantasy land, my 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 joke would be maybe Oz is a completely normal place until he shows up and he's right. like, I've got it. Let's put in a yellow brick road. And yeah. he does his quirky thing. I, and I love Johnny, but come on. I am not excited for okay. any of this. Sounds awful. Uh, uh, Mike White, not directing Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice and Zombies. Um, uh, the Social Network guys reteaming for another Ben Mesrick uh, story. This one called Sex in the Moon about a kid who worked at NASA and stole some a true story, stole some moon rocks in order to impress his girlfriend and basically threw yeah, away a promising career. I still get my cousin career. shit for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Red is getting a sequel. They've hired the writers of the first movie to script it, but we'll see if they can get back the actors. G.I. Joe 2 is going to film this summer. Um for 2012 release, yet another movie trying to get out before the end of the world. Um, <laughs> With no director attached, right? No director attached right now. Steve Summers dropped out. But, but Storm, Storm Shadow's coming com- back. He's <gasps> coming back, people. He's going to bring uh, Sexy back. The to best it. bad actor in the movie will be yes, back. Exactly. Uh, will Smith developing a remake of Annie, or supposedly is pondering a remake of Annie for his daughter, Willow Whip My Hair Smith. And Jay-Z <laughs> is going to be working on the music for it. I just... I have no re- reaction to this except I, to say, holy shit. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that <laughs> throughout most of these uh, these news bits, there's been lots of silent head shaking going on. Yeah. Well, here's, here's another one. Clint Eastwood, uh, for his next movie after his J. Edgar Hoover biopic, I, he's teaming up with Beyonce Knowles for a remake of A Star is Born. The fourth time you know, this story has I been told. I think when you can corrupt a legend with remake-itis like Clint Eastwood... The apocalypse is here. Yeah, well, I we only we get need, another year, I mean, people. I don't give a crap about A Star Is Born. I will. I don't know. I don't know what Eastwood. I don't, why is Dirty Harry doing this? I, why is I the don't man know. who it's gave me Mystic River and Iwo Jima? Uh, maybe it is. I, I just. I think this remake thing that that needs to be like given an antibiotic well, or something. Like, here we go. Here, here's the one. This is the moment in the podcast when Phil will actually literally explode and wait die. Wait for it. Wait for uh, it. They're rebooting Lethal Weapon without the original cast. Get into all for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, that was I'm, the worst Danny Glover. <laughs> that that, that, that was, just sounded more like uh, the situation that, that trying was, to do uh, That was the guy weapon. in the catering truck on Sopranos during an impersonation of Danny Glover. Oh, wow. There's a reference. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I think Lethal Weapon isn't really high concept enough to to warrant like a reboot. So much of it was Shane Black's story and the chemistry of uh, Gibson and, yeah. and Glover. I mean, that's what you and and Fowler and Goldman like articulated really well yesterday. Was like you know this franchise is, you know its its pulse stems from you know those two leads uh, when it came out, how it was received. Because let's face it, the rest of the movies. And that series didn't have a story. It was all basically, look at these guys who are buddies having fun together. Right. You know, I mean, even the second one, you know, they throw in Joe Pesci there for comic relief. It's not a great story to it, but it had more than three and four, certainly. Yeah, had. it was a bit darker. Um, but yeah, that first one, and I guess the reboot, they want to go back to that gritty R-rated you know, uh, vibe of the first one. It's not going to happen. Why they not? say that, but what they mean is I'm they I'm telling you, mark my out. words. Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, the new Riggs and Murtaugh. 
Briggs and Murtaugh. Murtaugh and Briggs. What do you think, Joey? I think... Well, go ahead, Joey. I was just going to complain about, you know... Just make something new. Just it's you can Joel use that, Silver, man. Can use that that formula. <laughs> that formula. Or, it's not like that formula has never been used in something else. You or why? Why do we have to remake a brand that started off okay? You know, like Lethal Weapon. Just it is retire it. it. Yeah. Well, uh, why can't we focus our attention on a brand that never really took off the ground anyway, like Tango and Cash? <laughs> one right? last uh, one last news item. Well, actually, two <laughs> quick ones. They're doing a choose your own adventure movie. My adventure will be not going to the theater. There you go. (laughs) That's his choice. But is that is that the theater or is that like a DVD game? No, it's apparently going to be a movie. They tried to choose your own adventure thing before in the '90s, where you push a button and you can like determine what. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to be that. Well. Uh, How uh, do you do this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of choosing your own adventure, Arnold Schwarzenegger is back in a. Back in, back on on the hunt for acting jobs, and one of the projects that he's looking at is one that he was uh, kicking about in the mid '90s. He's been attached to this thing since 1996. It's called Jingle All the Way trilogy. Exactly, they're rebooting oh. Jingle All the Way. No, it's a uh, with wings as eagles. It's a uh, fact based or fact inspired World War II story about a Nazi officer who uh, helps a morally conflicted Nazi officer because those are the only ones that you know Hollywood really showed or. Uh, want to make a movie about uh, unless I you're Amon Girth or Ghost yeah. in uh, Schindler's List. Oh right, there you go. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, he's a morally conflicted uh, Nazi officer who busts a bunch of uh, American POWs out of a camp. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Arnold. Uh, it'd be interesting to see him try to do basically his Valkyrie. You know. I mean, he's sixty Maybe. something years old now, so the the days have, of you know stuck around are kind of over. You that, know? I, he doesn't have the range t- to pull that off. I think that sounds like an interesting idea, but not with Arnold attached. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd like to see this idea. Wouldn't it be awesome if he just gives else. this like Daniel Day Lewis esque performance, and we're all like, "Oh my god!" And he's nominated for Best Actor, but his performance just borrows from. Daniel Day Lewis's <laughs> exactly. from all of the movies, like for for Drink one reel, my milkshake. yeah, for one <laughs> reel, he's he's like the, he's like the the Austrian my left foot. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, did I? <laughs> no, we only get a couple of minutes left, so I, I want to implode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, hopes and dreams shattering over there in uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger land. Um, yeah, no, uh, this weekend's box office is probably going to be another lukewarm one. The the biggest new release is No Strings Attached. Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Portman. That, that uh, was that was Jim doing impersonation. Natalie Portman's dirt giggle. From exactly. The Golden Globes. I don't know if you caught uh, that. Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher, uh, Kutcher, however the hell he says his name, directed Bruce by Willis Ivan Reitman, Jr. Bruce Willis Jr. And then limited uh, smaller releases. The Company Man, which actually is getting really great buzz. Um, uh, it's got Ben Affleck, Tommy Lee Jones, and Kevin Costner in it. Uh, because, let's face it, who doesn't want to see a movie about downsizing? Starring the Mariner. Exactly. <laughs> the Mariner, the Bad Two-Face, and Daredevil. All in one movie. Uh, and then uh, The Way Back, uh, a movie about uh, Russian POWs making an escape. From Peter Weir. From Peter Weir. Great director. Upbeat, get him going kind of film. <laughs> With Colin Farrell and Ed Harris. It's the Billy Elliot of POW movies. Hey, you know, exactly. It's going to be the next big Broadway musical. It's the full um, Monty of... What do you guys think? Could No Strings Attached topple Green Hornet from number one? 
I think so. I tend to I agree know. with Joey. This maybe coming off probably. of Portman, you know, at, at the Golden Globes. Plus, just it's you know, it's a date movie. Yeah. It's a date movie, and, and Green weekend, Hornet didn't seem to to really. I mean, I I think people want to see. I don't. Is there going to be a repeat business factor? Is word of mouth enough to say, hey, go out and spend your money, or wait for Netflix? I I mean, this weekend feels like a mouth fart at the box office. You know, wow. like I don't. I just, <laughs> I just don't see. Uh, Spoken from a man who knows. <laughs> I know about my 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 box office mouth farts. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I think this movie is going to have the, the that traditional fifty to seventy percent drop. That these type of movies do, mm-hmm. um, no strings attached, date comedy. Yeah, you know it's not Friday and Saturday 3D. night. Yeah, not in 3D, but it's R-rated. So I wonder. Well, that college that... crowd, man. Yeah. So I'm thinking no strings attached. Opening at number one, I'm going to say twenty million. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'm going to say Green Hornet dropping to number two with about sixteen point eight. I'm going to nice. say about yeah, I'd probably say about 16 million, maybe 15. Uh, Joey, what are you thinking? No, I, th- I think you're on the mark there. Um, no strings attached. Number one, I'm calling it right now. Okay, what do you, uh, you want to wager a figure? I would say about 25. Okay, okay. Uh, what about Green Hornet? You think going to hold a number two? Green Hornet, I think, would be about 20. Okay. Under uh, the 25. So. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Um, Check us out on iTunes and uh, let us know what you think over there and rate us and all that. Um, We'll be back next week with more exciting genre movie news here and keeping it real. And I promise not to talk like that. No, please do. my radio douchebag voice. Only talk like that in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, um, you know, so uh, uh, we're going to have a a, a bunch of... uh, um, you know, features on the site talking about all these comic book movies. So check them out. We got some, you know, hot videos. We got the weekly wood. So check out movies.ign.com over the weekend. And, uh, you know, sorry we couldn't get to read her email this week, but we will next week when Mr. Morrow and Mr. Carl are back in the office. Uh, until then, um, the balcony is closed. The balcony <laughs> is closed. And we will, uh, we'll talk to you all later. 